Syria Ah fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans. I am your host, Tad Burns. I'm here with DC's version of CR7's abs and the Chiellini of the Penn State men's soccer team locker room, Marco Charla. How's it going, big guy? Pretty good, and I really like that Chiellini reference there. I was scrolling through Instagram today, and uh, an Italian sausage of a surprise, I will call it. It definitely gave me a hearty laugh, and it you know kind of makes me want to hack his phone and see what else he's sending out there. Um, but Chiellini, just strutting, just strutting through the locker room, ain't no big deal. Uh, Chris is off again this week. You know, I, I guess he'll be back next time. I guess we'll have a, a hologram with him at our live show at Coachella next year, so everyone mark your calendars. He did the, uh, the hashtag most Italian thing ever, ran the Rocky Balboa Marathon this past weekend in Philadelphia, was able to watch the Roma game against Sampdoria with Roma Club Philly. So thanks for hosting Marco. And now apparently he's too tired to be a part of the podcast. So once again, we miss you, Chris. I guess hurry back. <laughs> this week on Curve America, we will discuss Juventus' big win over Milan in front of an epic trip by North American Milan fans. Uh, the Milan Club Philly, uh, looks like Milan Club Toronto, Dublin, amongst others, made the pilgrimage to uh, uh, watch a 2-0 loss uh, at home against Juventus. If it makes those fans feel any better, I organized my entire wedding around the Roma OTFR Derby and we lost 3-1. So, hey, sometimes the result doesn't come out the way you want. But speaking of Roma, they finally put on a show in league play over a floundering Sampdoria team. Atalanta, whack, Atalanta waxed the eyebrows off of Inter, but no worries because Icardi has his tattooed on. Uh, Napoli win the Monsoon Bowl. Sassuolo and OTFR split points at Mape Stadium. And the Inzaghi Bowl chances might take a hit after Team Meat Sauce are given the disgrace of allowing the geriatric donkeys to have zero points in the league. Be sure to follow Curve America on all the social media platforms. I guess the three that matter were on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Twitter and Instagram. Um, our podcast is available everywhere. I'm sure you, if you're listening to it now, you found it. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you give us four stars, we're going to take it to VAR and change it to five. But first, the Atsuri put out a national team for this upcoming international break. Uh, they have a knockout game against Portugal in the UEFA Nations League. Then they play the United States men's national team. Um, in a game that a lot of people think that Italy might rest its veteran players and it might be a battle of the young United States team versus the young Aturi players. Uh, Marco, uh, tell us what you think about this team. Yeah, well, first off, you know, in terms of the UEFA Nations League, it's coming to a head here. Uh, we're playing Portugal for, the, for winning this group uh, that also had Poland in it. And obviously these are two teams with pretty decent rankings uh, in the FIFA system. So... 
the overall UEFA Nations League rankings uh, will determine the composition of the draw pots uh, for the subsequent uh, European qualifiers. I'm, I'm looking on the website here, just uh, just so everyone knows. Uh, and it will also provide teams another chance to qualify for the UEFA Euro final tournament. So that's all. We're not going to get too far into the weeds on that. Uh, but ultimately, this game against Portugal is important. Uh, and then, you know, all the Italian-Americans are going to love watching uh, a little Azzurri versus uh, Murica action. Uh, and I think this team has some young players on it that, that haven't uh, been introduced to the national team yet. So excited to see that. What do you think, Ted? You know, it's, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, we have uh, uh, Tonali being brought up, being called up, and so we actually have a Sedia B player being called up to the national team. So, you know, as unconventional as our last coach Ventura was, which we'll get to later, uh, you know, as unconventional as, as conventional he was, we got an unconventional Mancini that I think is just really trying to find a side that will consistently produce results, maybe light a fire competition amongst the young Atsuri players. Um, you know, we had Grifo being called up, uh, a German-born um, Italian-German. I guess I'd, uh, I don't know the designation for that. So we have a German player. We have two Brazilians in Jorginho and Palmieri. I guess if you throw Giuseppe Rossi in there as an American, you get the international Atsuri bingo uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've been let down by the Azzurri so much as late. I think everyone has, considering we had to watch a World Cup without them. So, you know, no Belotti. I think they're sending a message that we need to score some goals. Uh, you know, I, I just got to sit back and wait because Portugal is a tough out, and the United States men's national team is always looking to, uh, you know, put another scalp on its belt. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a, a goal for them to be able to knock off some of these old European powers. Well, there you have it for uh, the Azzurri going in the, in, into the international break. So let's just get into our Serie A 6. Uh, the first game up is the game of the week, the big one. We have Milan versus Juventus. Juventus was able to go into San Siro and take this one 2-0. to zero. Yeah, and Chiellini and Co. tell AC Milan to hit the showers. A big shout-out to the Milan clubs of North America again, uh, and Dublin, who made the pilgrimage to San Siro. Uh, but Croatian club promoter, Mario Mandzukic, the Raptor himself, and CR7 spoiled the perfect vacation. Uh, absolutely amazing atmosphere in the San Siro. Uh, I mean, truly the standard bearer for you know Serie A stadiums right now with its capacity and atmosphere. And again, the Tifo, like what? It, how the hell do they put together those massive things? Uh, I, I just don't understand it. It's so impressive. Uh, but the big stories out of this game... Uh, the return of the Raptor man, Zukic, Iguain, and of course, Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. So let's get into it a little bit. Mandzukic is back after being out for the last couple games, uh, and he's adding that aerial threat. I mean, this guy, you know, if as if uh, Juventus hasn't been stacked enough, you know, now they, they bring on a fan favorite who, you know, they call Mandzukic the warrior. Uh, he's just another superstar, World Cup runner-up uh, in Juve's arsenal. And he scores his fifth goal and the hundredth goal away goal uh, by Juventus against Milan. So Mandzukic back in the lineup 
and uh, you know, just another weapon in the arsenal for for Juventus. What do you think, Ted? Yeah, him and CR7. I mean, like, it has to be the most deadly one-two combination in attack in the Serie A, as we've seen with uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, early on when he had kind of a scoring woes, he was perfectly fine feeding Mandzukic. I think that both of these players, their ability to just have that, you know, the extra dimension. Obviously, we've seen Manzuka score wonder goals in in Champions League finals. We saw him, uh, uh, you know, be a big part of that Croatian team that went all the way uh, to the uh, uh, to the uh, World Cup final this year. You have two of the biggest winners in the game, really poised to just kind of uh, uh, push this team to, uh, you know, the fifteenth scudetto in a row for for Juventus and and into the Champions League final. I just it's just almost unfair at this point with these two. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we mentioned it already, but Ronnie, he gets his uh, eighth goal of the season. I believe it's eight and nine now. Uh, I mean, this guy is just uh, on fire, and he's creating so many chances. Why, you ask? I'm glad you asked, Tad, because he's— Why uh, is that, Marco? He's shooting the most. I mean, he's like way above— uh, in terms of total shots taken, I believe he's got like somewhere around 65 or maybe even more than that. But it's way above anyone else. I think Lorenzo Insigne is the only one who takes, uh, you know, close to as many shots as as Ronaldo. Uh, but Ronaldo also with those five assists. I mean, he's really just point wise just racking them up uh, in Serie A as everyone was expecting. No abs this time around, uh, but definitely uh, you know soul crushing for the Milan fans. Yeah, this guy, I mean, what can you say? Uh, you know, he, he's 33 years old, and of course, the, the big hot take coming into the season is that, you know, it, it's like, you know, he's kind of like the Tom Brady of uh, of the Serie A. It's like, is this the year that we're going to see the decline of CR7? He looks... He looks like he's on another level from anybody else. He looks like he can go into any league and immediately be the best player in it. I see that like the Ballon d'Or uh, rankings uh, got leaked, and he's not in the top three. I don't know what people are talking about. It, it, anytime this guy steps on the field, you have a, you're, you have a team that's that's odds-on favorite to win the league, and you know three he, the last three seasons of the Champions League, he's won the title. Juventus stacked this year. I mean. It, 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 unbelievable. He's he's in the the shots that he has. The one that the the goal he scored on this one, the volley again, cleaning cleansing colons and within a twenty mile radius. This guy can just blast. The biggest story of this match though uh, was Iguain. I mean, it really was not his day. He gets overshadowed by the guy who gets him out of the club in Ronaldo. Then he gets his PK blocked after uh, Ronaldo allegedly tells. Uh, Kenny Chesney the right way to dive uh, and then gets double booked for descents and starts crying ironically just like Ronaldo uh, in that Valencia game earlier this year Uh, but Higuain apologizes for his outburst I think the consensus was that the ref was a bit harsh uh, but just a tough day for Higuain and uh, I mean he could have made this thing interesting uh, but doesn't score the PK and then he gets uh you know he gets that booking, so now he won't be able to play in the in the next game either, and that kind of hurts for a Milan squad who you know had, was in fourth place and had been getting some results, especially in the league. Um, you know, taking the pressure off of Gattuso a little bit. I feel like it's kind of back on there now that they dropped out of the fourth. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, 
you know, th- th- this back and forth with Gattuso, we talk about it every week. He's fired, you know. Uh, 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 there's a new coach that's coming. It's Conte. It's Arsene Wenger. It's all this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I don't know how much more you can really ask out of Gattuso on this one. You know, dropping dropping a game at home against Juventus after we just get done singing the praises of how they're just so stacked and it's unfair. You know, uh, they just kind of run out of luck. I mean, the last two weeks it, it took uh, their captain to bail him out the last minute. But this is a good team. He's got him hit on hitting on the cylinders that they can. You know, they're they're in competition for top four, and I think going into the season, top four would have been their major goal, and, and hopefully make a little bit of run in Europa League. Iguain in this one, man, I I agree. It, it's too harsh of a red. It's tough to send send off one one team's best player for this kind of stuff, and you know he he's got to feel emotional about it. Like like you said, it's you know he he's getting he's getting beat uh uh and seeing goals scored by the guy who had him pushed out of the Juventus club he comes to to Milan he's been you know arguably their best player all season you know I, I feel for the guy I mean like I I just don't like it when refs put themselves uh uh in you know in situations like this where basically they throw people off for talking ish it's the city uh they've they've all heard worse absolutely and uh again this is kind of a tough loss here uh, but you know, on the flip side, Kenny Chesney, I think he uh, he saves that PK. You know, despite Juventus fans hating on him over the past couple weeks. Um, I know Paul Scholes is not a Juventus fan, but kind of named Chesney as one of U.S. weakest links uh, as they were down by Manchester United in the Champions League. Uh, I think he, you know, he's got a point to prove for sure. I think he has a chip on his shoulder with Buffon leaving at the end of last season, an absolute legend, uh, and everybody wondering, is he the man for the job? You know, blocks a PK in the Milan Derby in Milan, and it was a sick save. Uh, So hats off to Chesney uh, for, for, uh, you know, stepping up, uh, you know, despite all the haters. I just don't get this, this thing with Chesney. I mean... Juventus statistically is off to their best start ever. They've claimed 34 out of 36 points. That's the best start in Serie A history. Uh, yeah, I mean, the game against uh, uh, Manchester United at home was disappointing. But, like, this call for, you know, Padin to come in and, and usurp him, I mean, what what more do you want out of good old Kennedy Chesney? I mean, like, his his tractor has been sexy all season long. Uh, you know, he last year he gracefully sat behind Buffon, didn't talk any trash, didn't, you know, uh, uh, make any noise, you know, just just played his role as a backup goalkeeper and, you know, in, in Europe when they had. The, the team is winning, you know, he's he's organizing the defense well, he's a solid keeper. I just, you know, like, I guess if you're a Juventus fan, you got to look at this team and it's just like, God, who who can I who can I talk trash about? What what can what can be so dis like where where is where's the wilted uh, rose petal in this you know sprawling field of, of beautiful roses? Uh, I guess we'll you know pick on Chesney. The dude is the dude is a monster and he's produced for them all year. Is he the worst player on the team? Okay, uh, uh, I think the worst player on Juventus is the best player on fifteen of the twenty Serie A teams. Yeah, I agree with that one. So let's see how how uh, Chesney ends up doing it for the rest of the season. See if he keeps up with his form. Uh, and Juventus keep on rolling.
Our next game up is, is a big one for us, man. Roma versus Sampdoria. And this one finished 4-1. Roma gets a huge victory. Roma's consoles, Toti and De Rossi, look on as a pharaoh becomes the Caesar of the club for the week. You know, a lot has been said about this team. And a lot of the things that we've said about this team is that, like, the youth... We invested so much in youth going into the season. And there's the, the Monchi money ball has been such a, a, a hot topic debate. Well, Roma's youth in this one really shone through. Sheik, Cristante, Pellegrini, Clivert. I mean, they make Roma look dangerous enough to challenge for the top four. They wax out uh, Sampdoria in this one and uh, uh, you know, give a lot of optimism for, hey, maybe this team has an extra dynamic. What do you think of, of Roma's youth in this one, Marco? Not bad. Uh, you know, again, another another team that just constantly gets barraged by haters. Uh, and uh, Schick, you know, obviously everybody's been hating on Schick because he just hasn't been producing at all. Uh, I would argue he hasn't been getting great chances to shine. Uh, you know, Cristante, he's had more chances, but he just needs to get used to the system. Pellegrini, we've all been happy with him. And Clivert coming into his own. Uh, would have loved to see a little bit more of Undid, but Elsha definitely the star of the show. Uh, here he's the kind of player that, you know, on the right day, if he catches a full night of sleep and his crest is up, uh, he is p- playing lights out, schooling people, scoring goals. So we know he has it. We know he has it in him. Uh, but again, I think it's just a matter of what, you know, is he having a bad hair day? Uh, is he feeling loved? Uh, and so, Elsha, we all love you. You know, you keep up this form, and we will love you even more. Well, you bring up Elsha, and a lot of questions this season are about, you know, who's actually Roma's best player. You know, you, you watch, in, you know, week in, week out. And in the past, it's, you know, it's not really been much of a debate. Actually, it's an argument over who could be, who's the best player on this team. We've had Alisson, we've had Salah, we've had Jekyll and Capoquet and Yeris, we've had Ninja, uh, you know, all. All these players making big a- impacts. And this year, you know, the Romans have fought tooth and nail to make this team relevant so far. But there's, like, really been a standout player that's been missing or so it seems. And the article that came out yesterday, Bren from Casey Todi argues that the statistics on El Shah, um, you know, he's got five goals, one assist. He's been the most productive for Roma and a bunch of advanced stats that don't really make any sense to me. You know, that, that he has been the best player. Do you agree with Casey Totti on, on Elsha basically being the best player of the season for Roma so far? I mean, I don't know. Statistically, uh, you know, he's definitely been very productive. Uh, my only issue is that he disappears. Um, I guess you could say everybody disappears. Uh, Dittles, been pretty consistent this season uh, despite getting injured in Zonzi as well. Um, Kolarov, pretty consistent. I, I just... Elsha, man, it's something about him that in the, even in the past couple seasons, like you just expect more, and so maybe it's because of that that I'm just left wanting all the time. Uh, but I am happy with what he's been producing uh, when he's on, uh, so I definitely think that he could be one of the best players. I'm not sure I'd give him the title right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if we're scrounging the barrel of, of Roma to be like, hey, who's standing out this season – um, five goals is definitely and one assist, you know, creating six goals for them this season, considering the, the woes they've had scoring. And that chip in front of uh, 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 Toti uh, uh, that just was a, just an unbelievable strike, you know, had me out of my seat 
uh, watching it in my at my in-laws' house by myself, who do not understand Italian soccer at all. Um, you know, this this guy, he's he's got that X factor, and like you said, you know, you always kind of expect more out of him because he's been anointed. I mean, he's like he's only twenty six years old, and you and I, I think, said a couple weeks ago, it seems like he's been in, in you know in the Serie A since uh, since Sorrentino was a young lad. Um, so you always expect him, you know, in that 16 goal season he had for, uh, for AC Milan a few, uh, you know, early on in his career there, you're always kind of expecting that next thing. He spends a lot of time with bad hammies. He's super streaky, but you know, if, if the chips are down this year and, and we have to pick our starting 11, I think, uh, uh, uh I would take Elsha on the left wing over, you know, Cliver or Under starting at this point. I mean, he's, he's, he's been the most productive, so I guess we, I guess the jury's still out, but uh, uh, we got to appreciate that the the, the contributions he had so far and embracing this one and Roma finally looking good uh, is nothing to sneeze at. Of course, though, speaking of Roma players, Roma actually scored five goals in this one because the one goal was scored by Defrel. Uh, of course, right, Marco? Defrel has to score against us in this one. Yeah, well, he he makes the ex Roma player team of the week, uh, and he actually has six goals. Can you believe that this season? After really just not showing anything last season for Roma, uh, he's been tearing it up at Sampdoria, and he took a sick touch uh, to get that goal. So again, you know, nothing uh, nothing out of the ordinary here. Uh, nothing to see uh, for uh, Roma fans. They're just used to it by now. Well, at least we won this one 4-1. Um, you know, the, the one takeaway I have for Sampdoria on this team is those jerseys, man. With the drawstring, like that like that early 2000s Abercrombie uh, uh, hoodie drawstring, or, you know, they, they look like uh, uh, Podrick on Game of Thrones. I just, I got to ask you, man, out of the three of us, who do you think would look the best in, the, in those Samp jerseys on the pod? No shirt under. I, bro, I would tell you it, it's got to be Chris. I mean, he's got to be Chris. He's got to. He would have his uh, his chain out. Um, you know, I would say it would it would be the new Fabio too. But you know, I think Chris with the chain out and the and the meat hanging out. I think uh, I think it definitely goes to him. Yeah, he's definitely got the the, the biggest setty I look about it. I, I think he looks like your quintessential you know thirty four thirty five year old. Uh, uh, Italian striker for some reason, you know, always is able to bag nine to 12 goals a season. You know, he'd, he'd swap out the chains between the boxing gloves and the Jesus chain. Uh, so Chris, you're not here. Marco and I come to consensus. You would look the best in these Sampdoria away jerseys. One last thing about this big old Schick finally gets to play his position. He scores and goes off injured. So, Hey, that's the Tower Sheik. Uh, I hope he can come back, and I really hope that we can maximize. Uh, the, I think we're paying. I don't know. I think I think last check about thirteen point five million dollars per goal. So Sheik, rest up, buddy. Get those hammies warm. Keep that ticker rolling. Our next game up, we have Atalanta Atalanta versus Inter, and this is a four-one waxing. Yeah, the Italian Elmer Fudd has Atalanta back. Uh, hunting rascally rabbits uh, take a bow Atalanta I mean this team led by Ilicic has really turned the season around with this Roma form two assists and a draw for uh, the big man uh, and he actually draws the double yellow uh, from the Croatian frat boy Brosevic uh, they dude, re- that, that peroxide haircut man Unreal. somebody's got somebody dude somebody's got to tell him 
that he you know he looks like a like a Eastern European arms dealer with that rock going on in like v- circa 2002. Well, I think the ref was trying to tell him that, and then he got a little heated up, so he had to give him the double. He had to give him the card. So uh, they punished this inter squad. Uh, you know that's going into a real tough month and a half. I mean, they're pl- they're going to be playing a surging frozy, no longer complete trash uh, after a four game unbeaten streak. Then Tottenham, Roma, Juve, and PSV. So Merry Christmas uh, to these Inter fans. Uh, but Atalanta, I mean, the game it's all about them, really. You know, I know Inter slipped up here, but four points outside of the Champions League spots now. Who would have thought they would be there after not having won in ages? Uh, no, four wins in a row. 14 goals for and three goals against. I mean, this is Juventus-type pace. Uh, and uh, Atalanta, we all knew that they had it in them. Uh, but when they're, especially when they're in front of their home fans, they can take a team like Inter and really turn them upside down. Yeah, I mean, that Bergamo stadium was rocking, man. And, you know, I, I, when you watch these games on TV, you know, this, this Inter versus Atalanta and you listen to the chants coming from the crowd that like it, you know, the, the one chant where they have the call and response where while the guy is calling out the entire stadium is silent and then tell the entire stadium responds. I mean, just an absolute barn burner of an atmosphere there. You know, they were hanging from the rafters on this one. If there was a hospital outside the stadium, people would be faking injuries so they could be watching this game. Unbelievable. And, and to the extent of Atalanta, like you said, dude, like, what five six weeks ago we're you know we're about to be like okay you know not so cinderella atalanta anymore but it seems that gasparini you know it just doesn't phase him he's he's got papu gomez that's been playing well and consistent all season gets a goal and this one absolute rocket of a goal you know and like you said ilicic i mean just the existential warrior of this one is <laughs> realized that soccer uh, is not everything so he uh, has been able to turn it into a monster of, of a season the past few games it just seems like no matter what, Atalanta, just insert team here, will sell off some players, but this run of form they've had this past three seasons, and now it looks like, I mean, no one can stop them. Unbelievable story, unbelievable team. I was blown away. They waxed intro out in this one 4-1. Yeah, Atalanta, everybody's favorite team in the city. Uh, I, I do believe that they are going to keep – you know this thing rolling. Icardi's on the score sheet again uh, with an absolutely pin perfect PK, and he's got seven now uh, with his wild Peaky Blinders type haircut. Uh, also got one against Barcelona, and that was a real hard fought tie. They're in a good uh, situation right now, I think, uh, in that in that group of death for Champions League. So it's always good to see uh, Inter and Serie A doing well in, in the European Cups. Uh, so let's keep that rolling as well. I don't know. Every time I just I picture Icardi in my mind, he's shirtless with those like full body tattoos riding the lion. This guy, he's legit superstar. Unbelievable to me that he can't crack the Argentinian starting lineup. I mean, he, he's he's an incredible talent and just a goal scoring machine. And with Inter, you know, coming back into their into their own as a, a force in Serie A, he's the captain. He's the man. Say whatever the heck you want in in, you know, in your autobiographies, man. Well, we'll keep this thing rolling. We have OTF Genoa playing Napoli, and Napoli wins this one 2-1. Yeah, and it's monsoon season, apparently. Uh, Napoli take OTF Genoa gift so they don't have to shop for points on Black Friday 
absolute torrential downpour during this match. It causes it to get postponed halfway through. But before that, Kwame, the young 20-year-old Ivory Coast um, star, you know, starts the scoring. Uh, he's been extremely impressive this season. Uh, he's got pace. He's lanky. Uh, and really, just he was uh, a, a real threat against Milan. Uh, until Romagnoli, you know, ended up doing some wild goal at the end there. But Kwame was kind of the star of that match. Uh, When they come out on the pitch after the rain delay, though, the field is sloshier than Brett Kavanaugh to have high school kegger. Uh, And somehow, Napoli are still able to tiki-taka a goal back um, through Fabian Ruiz. And then they get help from a skipping ball through the six-yard box and an own goal from Birashi. Uh, But again... You know, they squeak this out, but Napoli are just quality. Let's just say it. Uh, this was a, a sloppy game, uh, but, you know, what we saw, especially in the midweek against PSG, against a team that is so stacked uh, in PSG, but I thought Napoli was the better side that game. They're just a, a good team, and, you know, the big question is always going to be do they have what it takes to make this Serie A, uh, you know, race interesting? What do you think, Ted? I mean, you know, this is the type of game that if you're a, a supporter of Napoli that you want. I mean, they're, you know, you, you turn up and, and like you said, sloshier than a, than, a, than a Brett Kavanaugh high school kegger. Anything can happen. Like, all bets are off. You know, it, 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 you've been, you know, you hope that the ball bounces in your favor. And in this one, it does for Napoli. They, they get the own goal. But if Napoli wants a chance to unseat Juventus, they have to be able to find ways to manufacture wins and not in, in unideal conditions, you know, and with their superior team and, and be able to pull these out. So, you know, good on them for this. OTF Genoa, I mean, their coach is on the hot seat. I think they should bring back Baliardini. Um, Christoph Piatek, again, really nowhere to be found in this game. Um, so, you know, you, sometimes you got to be able to, to just manufacture a win against a bottom table team. Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I, if you ask me, Juve is still leaps and bounds ahead of Napoli in terms of the Scudetto. Uh, but Juve does have a tough month coming up here and, and Napoli, not so much other than a game around Christmas time against Inter. So maybe there's a chance for this race to get a little interesting, uh, but really, that depends on Juve not being incredible like they've been so far. Uh, and I think Napoli is just going to keep playing well. Um, but let's see. Let's see what happens. At the end of this month, we'll be able to tell um, if this thing's going to actually be a race uh, for this season. Well, it's really hard to bet against Cristiano Ronaldo and Juventus. But with Ancelotti and this Napoli team, you know, you never know. Our next game up, we have OTFR versus Sassuolo. This game finished 1-1. You know, Sassuolo get tough on another Serie A top side. You know, Marco, let's, let's go back to the beginning of the season. And uh, uh, if I were to tell you November 12th that Sassuolo is going to have 19 points and be just outside of Europa, would that surprise you? Is this a surprise team this season so far? Yes, they're definitely the surprise team of the season in terms of where they're at and where you thought they were going to be. Uh, but again, I, I've been kind of highlighting all season. I mean, they, with uh, Babacar and and Prince Boateng and Berardi up top, I mean, they do have some weapons. And so it's not surprising that they're able to cause some, some havoc 
uh, against other teams. They even, you know, they really challenged Juventus when they played against them. So uh, doesn't surprise me, and especially not an o- against an OTFR side that, yeah, they're top uh, Serie A team, I, I guess you could say that, uh, but they are a bit inconsistent. And, um, you know, despite them moving up a spot this week, uh, I don't see them being in the Champions League at the end of the year. Um, just because, again, they got some good players that they have talent, but I, I just don't see the consistency. So, uh, Sassuolo, good on them, but, you know, this is, I, I think 1 1 tie was, was a fair result here. Yeah, I mean, you look at this, you know, the Sassuolo team, and, you know, Deserbi has got them rocking. I mean, you know, players that you mentioned, Boatang, Babacar, great, but, I mean, you know, Domenico Berardi, you know, called up again to the national team. You know, he looks like he might rega- be regaining his form. Uh, you know, you f- don't forget that Locatelli uh, went to this team and has has played consistently, played well. I mean, the, the Di Francesco's still play on this team. We have Federico Di Francesco. He's got two goals, two assists. Sensi, who we just talked about, is a guy that got called up on the uh, on, on the national team. Um, you have their captain, Manionelli, has been playing excellent this season. And then you got this guy, Gianmarco Ferrari, who, as a defender, uh, has three goals on the season so far. So, you know, they, this team is, is shocking to me. But when you look at these at, at, at the talent that they have and they possess, um, you know, maybe we shouldn't have been so surprised, uh, especially with, with Deserby being a decent coach. I think they deserve me to be where they are. There we um, go. It was only know, a matter of time till that joke came out of the, this season. It hasn't come out yet. Every single time. It, it works every time, 25% of the time. OTFR are going to feel bad about dropping points in this one, but they have to feel good about Europa League. I mean, they did what they did well this past week. They make Rudy Garcia go home angry, and they advance out of the group stages of, uh, group stages of Europa. I mean, you know, this, this team, OTFR, you said that, you don't think that they're going to finish in the top four this season, but realistically, what should be their goals this season in the league and in Europa? You know, I I think their goal is Champions League, but I think that you know more realistic is a good run in the Europa League. Um, yeah, I mean they're going to want to ch- they're going to want to challenge for the Champions League. Am I going to give them that credit? You know, that credit as a Roma fan, probably not. Uh, they do have this again. They do have some solid players on the team, so that's going to be their goal. Um, they'll probably be fighting it out towards you know till the end of the season. I just don't see personally the consistency that's required, uh, but that will be ultimately what they're shooting for. Yeah, I mean, this team's interesting. You know, Marco Parola has had a pretty. He, you know, he got a goal in this one. He's got three goals. You know, Chiro the Hero Immobile has 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 been great all season. Lucas Lieva, you know, when healthy. Um, has you know been a, a great boon to this team? You know Ratlich is just out there you know sniffing around for cheese. It, but you know the two players that are going to make this team go um, that really you know I mean geez before I move on, Acherbi has been you know one of the most dangerous and and consistent defenders in the Serie A all season this year. I think you know this team is going to go far as as. Milinkovic, Savic, and Luis Alberto take them. So far, they've been kind of lying in the weeds. And, uh, you know, it, it, unless Savic, Milinkovic, Savic picks it up and, you know, gets back to that dominating form that he had last season, Tane is going to look like, uh, 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 going to look like uh, Urbino Cairo a couple years ago and wish he cashed in on a superstar when he could. 
All right, our last game of the Serie A 6, Marco. God bless you for picking this game. We have uh, the geriatric donkeys, Kievo, playing Team Mitsos Bologna. This one finished 2-2. Two to two. Yeah, and the score might have uh, finished 2-2, two two, but Giampiero Ventura reminds everyone why he is a big zero. Breaking news, Kievo no longer have negative points. They can now walk around with their heads held high, knowing that they have a big goose egg next to their names on the table. Kievo. It's, 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 like, it's like putting the C- minus up uh, uh, that you got on a test up on the refrigerator. Right, right. And Kievo are absolutely embarrassing the Serie A, for God's sake. Uh, I mean, come on. Zero points uh, through, what is it, 11 games now? Uh, or is this week 12? No, this is this week is 12. Week, 12 games. 12. 12 games, zero points. I mean, it really, you know, for all them City I haters around, uh, they're going to look at our table and they're going to look at Kievo and they're going to say, that is exactly what we're talking about there. Uh, so, you know, and then you add Seagull man, uh, Giampiero Ventura uh, to the mix, uh, just not even being able to get uh, Italy to the World Cup. And now he comes to this disaster uh, man, it's just the whole thing. It's, it's just embarrassing. Uh, Apocalypto Santander uh, dodges the wrath of the mighty VAR <laughs> and scores early in the match. Um, but then Kievo actually score a couple goals and number uh, 69. Is that Maggiorini? Who is that? Yeah. Yeah. Maggiorini, man, with that number 69. I think that he uh, is feeling himself a little bit. Uh, and he's... <laughs> Part uh, takes part in two goals. You know he scores the first, and then has like a bicycle assist, bicycle kick assist. Uh, then it's baby bear Juventino youth uh, Orsolini who rises up impressively in Leo Messi fashion uh, to smash home the tie with his head. Uh, and then it's bye bye Ventura, the seagull, uh, as Hassan from uh, Roma Club has liked to call him, uh, has pecked his last crumbs off the bottom of the Serie A trenches. Uh, he is uh, he's out of there. Yeah, three games, three games before he pieces. I like you know I, I I say this man. I don't know how this guy collects his paycheck. He has to be wearing a ski mask and holding a gun. Uh, and you know so much so you know Pelissier, uh, who I think was a uh, freshman when Jampiero was a senior, you know throws the redwood shade at Ventura at this one, basically saying you know. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. You, you know you, <laughs> you you gotta be you gotta you, you gotta be feeling bad if you're Ventura. You gotta f- be feeling like absolute trash uh, if, if you know the old man Pelissier is is, th- is is talking that ish as you walk out the door. You know, and it looks like he's gonna get paid to do it as well. I just I don't know how this guy sleeps at night. Just just a dumpster fire of a human. You know. I guess, to his credit, he brings his team back up to zero points, but I think that's got to be the biggest achievement on his resume in the past 10 years. Well, if you want to know uh, how he sleeps at night, uh, I think according to Hassan, he's uh, on one of the, uh, you know, at the edge of the pier at Ocean City, uh, just waiting for floating fish carcasses. So, I mean, this guy (laughs) is... He sleeps in a coffin. Yeah. (laughs) Upside down. This guy is, is, you know... There's nothing more. We should have just moved this segment to the front because everybody loves to hate on Ventura. Uh, maybe get our followers up by a couple people. 
Uh, I mean, basically, you know, uh, uh, it's it's like Pete Davidson and, and that congressional guy, uh, Ben Crenshaw. Or I can't remember his first name, Crenshaw. The entire world was united in hating on Pete Davidson for, for talking trash about, about a guy's uh, combat wound. I think the one thing that can unite, you know, global peace uh, and world hunger is everyone's mutual hatred for, for, for Ventura. Yeah. That's for sure. Let's get to the Serie A shoutouts, Tad. I think, uh, you know, although we have our Serie A 6, uh, there's a couple more storylines uh, that popped up this week. Uh, starting with Parma and Bobby English and the Jerv. Uh, they put Team Pasta Cheese in the top 10 uh, this this week. And, uh, you know, again, they've been both been pretty impressive this season. Uh, and another win uh, to get, uh, again, Team Pasta Cheese moving in the right direction. Yeah, number nine on the table. Uh, unbelievable story that Parma's had the past few seasons to get back to Serie A. Apparently, the Jerv went to China and found himself a touch. He's been an absolute wrecking ball. This team is this team is scary. I would say that a big shout out on this season is Marco. We have the hashtag race for seventeenth is on. We have a relegation battle. Um, we have Frosinone, Udinese, Empoli, Bologna. With seven, nine, nine, and ten points respectively, and we also have the uh, the mediocre fence of Spall at thirteen, then Genoa and Caleri at fourteen, and trending southward Sampdoria at fifteen. I mean, there there's a there's a good chance that five or six of these teams could be slugging it out for for uh, for the for the seventeenth position. So hashtag race for seventeen is on. Speaking of which, Udinese are sending mixed signals about their coach. They tell Velasquez that they love him, but are texting other coaches at 2 a.m. Hey, are you up? They're trying to get this guy uh, maybe, you know, cycled out. And uh, I wouldn't blame him. You know, Udinese tied in points with Ampoli, uh, you know, just basically right outside the relegation zone. Uh, They're in big trouble. And I think this is a team that we want to see in Serie A for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty blown away that they've been so bad that they have. Uh, you know, Rodrigo DePaul up to that terror of a start, five goals, three assists. You know, Kevin Lasagna. I mean, we can't. You can't have that name back in the Serie in the Serie B. He's he's already spent. He's already served his time there. Lasagna has baked and is ready to be served in the Serie A for hopefully the foreseeable future. Marco Boriello striker alert here in the uh, in the Serie A we love to have these mid tape mid to lower table teams and the uh, the non household name strikers doing the most we have Leonardo the dentist Pavoletti and Defrel have bagged their six goals in the Serie A this week and Frankie Caputo for Empoli gets his fifth yeah I mean there's there's some star power in the Serie A lower teams for sure uh, so just keep an eye out for these players. You may be seeing them at a different team, uh, you know, in the next uh, couple seasons. Yeah, Frankie Caputo to me, man, for for you know the most hate that the Empoli, who's sponsored by Poop, uh, you know, doing the most he can on this team. Um, you know, this is a guy that played well in Serie B last year. Has shown that he can do it in Serie A this year. But you know, you gotta love it. He's 31 years old. And is racking five, sorry, six goals um, in the Serie A so far, or, or across all competitions. That, I mean, that's that's just what makes this league so interesting. 
Well, as we said early on in the episode, next week we have an international break, so everyone can uh, uh, decide that they're not going to be frustrated with the Serie A team unless you're a Juventus or Napoli fan. And you can be frustrated with the Azzurri, um, the United States men's national team. We get that Curve America, uh, uh, the Curve America Derby, I guess, rolling in this one. Um, guys, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And again, if you have the time, Rate and comment on our podcast. Give us five stars. If you give us anything less than five stars, we're going to go to VAR and we're going to change it. Marco, I'm going to miss you next week. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can drive down to North Carolina together and uh, pull a Frankie Caputo and kidnap uh, Chris, throw him in the trunk, and drive him up here so he can podcast with us. <laughs> that sounds like a plan, man. Going to miss you. All right, Ragazzi. Until next time, we say Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.